We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Here we are. We're here. Hey there, Knicks fans. How you doing? It's your boy, John of the Macri, with you for a trade deadline live stream. Uh, second time's a charm. Jeremy, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing great. Doing fantastic. We're, rock, we're, we're uh, rocking and rolling here. We got 53 minutes. We've seen one trade for the Knicks. Hopefully we see more. That would be ideal. Um, but yeah, also coincidentally, we are both, this was not planned, but we are both wearing Frank Nielakina shirts of some sort john wearing a french print french prince i'm wearing a a jersey myself so you know knock on wood here at least for us we're big fans that he stays hopefully you are too if you're not that's okay burning hell we don't care it's fine all right so moving on john i'm just having a beer oh yeah no i'm cheers to that um no i i uh shout out to my wife who is um who is uh taking the reason why we delayed was because as she was scrambling around the house to look for uh, the baby carrier so she could take our small one to go pick up our big one, which she has not done yet since she's given birth. She accidentally kicked out the, the cord on my laptop. And because um, and because I'm me, I have a laptop that dies if it's not plugged in for two minutes. So uh, anyway, we're here. Huge, huge trade, by the way, that just announced Toronto Seriously? is trading their guard. Matt Thomas of the Utah Jazz for a future second round pick. <laughs> Big news. How did I miss that somehow? I don't know. Um, but Utah gains one more white person, which they desperately needed. So. They really did need that. Um, as Kevin O'Connor points out, uh, this deal opens up a roster spot necessary to make a Kyle Lowry trade. Um, 
So that's it. Wait, Matt Thomas is not the one who made the all rookie team last year over uh, RJ. That was correct. That's Terrence Davis. That's Terrence Darius. I get those two names confused, even though I know they're nothing alike as players. All right. So listen, um, we expect some stuff to happen. Some stuff already happened. So why don't we start off with the Knicks trade that they actually made? Which, um, for anybody who doesn't know, although I imagine if you're on here watching that, uh, this, you probably do know. Um, the Knicks have moved on from Austin Rivers and Iggy Brasdakis. Um, and they have acquired, in a three-team deal with the Philadelphia 76ers and the Oklahoma City Thunder, um, Vincent Poirier, who uh, has not has played about, I don't know, 35 minutes for the Sixers this year. Um, he's a French player backup big man who once was an interesting young player when uh, Danny Ainge had him uh, in Boston system. And it's funny how that never turned into anything crazy. How that always happens with Danny Ainge His interesting young players turn into nothing. Um, and then uh, they also got Terrence Ferguson, who was also another um, interesting young player at once upon a time and has, and has nothing is going on with him uh, either. What was this deal about for the Knicks? Well, for one, um, they took on a little bit of salary, which Jeremy and I were both a little were interested by because they did not open up a roster spot and they're they're taking on $1.4 million in salary. Right? Is that what we said? 1.4? Uh, yeah, they started the day about 15, a little over $15 okay. million in cap space and right now are 13.4. So yeah, that um, 1.6 a little confounding, but... But see if it leads to anything, but they picked up a second round pick. It is Philadelphia's own second round pick this year, which is going to be, you know, whatever, 58, 59, 60, something like that. Um, and they also moved on um, or moved Austin Rivers on to another um, another team where he could actually play. So I don't know. Was this would is is one point? I, I, I'm guessing one point four million dollars. It, they do not think is going to jam them up in terms of what else they want to do. Um, because I don't know if Austin, if, if that would prevent them from doing something else, I don't know if doing Austin rivers, a solid is worth it. There is the second round pick, but we know it's going to be such a late second round pick. You know, I don't know. Do you have any strong feelings about this uh, trade, Jeremy? You know, I think that for all of these deals, it's like, especially even the Derek Rose trade, we can't like, we can evaluate it. Right. But, we're still looking holistically. Like even yeah. now, I don't think until the until at least 3 p.m. and maybe even after as deals trickle in, we can't necessarily evaluate the entire vision because it hasn't, you know, unfolded. So, you know, I mean, basically as of right now, it's the Knicks, they were looking for another backup big man. They got one in Poirier. Uh, he's a free agent at the end of the year, unrestricted. You've got Terrence Ferguson, 22. He's played, I think, about 49 minutes this year uh, with Philadelphia. He has, you know, he's a restricted free agent. Um, other than that, you know, you could look at it like, well, the Knicks just spent what, like 1.4 million or so um, in $1.6 million for a second round pick. That's going to be like, as you said, yeah. 58, 59, 60. That's, that's not great. But when you put it all together, you know, it's still kind of like, well, let's see what the next move is because if other pieces go out, then maybe it tells us a little bit more, but I, I you know, because I don't think that there's really a big difference between where the Sixers are picking and where the Hornets are going to pick, but not in terms of like the position, but maybe in no, the level true. of talent. Yeah. I mean, but it but also like, depends on how the Hornets do, you know, I mean, if they plummet because uh, LaMelo ball is out, then which it, they haven't seemed to be doing just yet. Um, then obviously we're talking about what could have been a late first round pick. Yeah. So, well, you know, I'm, 
um, that, you know, what's done is done. Um, yes. I don't think we need to worry about that. It's uh, so, so they, they did that deal. Let's see what else they, they do here. Um, I, I think, well, why don't we move on to where things stand right now? So where things stand right now on the trade front are the two big dominoes that have left to, that are yet to fall both. Essentially. I think there's a decent possibility they involve the Knicks. So one is the Lonzo Ball front. So Lonzo Ball has not been traded as of right now, um, as I tweeted out, um, and is actually our own Chris Persianen, I believe, had tweeted uh, something along the lines of earlier today or yesterday, I forget. Uh, but breaking news from Chris Persianen. Uh, the Knicks have an offer out for Lonzo Ball. I have no idea what that offer is. I don't know what it consists of. I don't know if it, um, if it involves a first-round pick. Um, I don't know if it's you know a salary situation um, where they um, – you know, are taking on Eric Bledsoe or, you know, whatever. Um, but uh, they have an offer out. I, the only thing I was told is that it doesn't involve Mitchell Robinson. And then on the Kyle Lowry front, which is the other domino that has yet to fall. Um, there's two possibilities apparently at this point, um, Phil, or, uh, Miami and the Lakers. Um, and I'm just looking and seems, seems like it might be the heat. Um, we'll see, uh, but Lowry's getting traded. So then it becomes a question of, all right, if he, where he gets traded, is there a possibility that the Knicks will take on salary in that trade? Um, Lakers, by the way, have emerged according to, I believe Shams that for a a serious suitor for Kyle Lowry, which makes sense when you consider what the heat have done. The fact that the Sixers went a much cheaper route with George Hill. I mean, he opens up a lot of different avenues. So, uh, or at least that, you know, that closes it off really. So now it's kind of like, well, where else is he going to go? The Clippers don't really have the money to match. I don't see why the Raptors or even the Knicks in this case would be interested in, you know, like a Marcus Morris type contract, anything that's a little bit more bloated, Luke Kennard. So the options are very slim, which is why it doesn't take much for the Lakers to get it done, even though they're pretty, you know, asset strapped, which is why THT, could be a huge factor for the Raptors, yeah. Yeah. even if they have to pay him, um, who have also signed on to get Gary Trent Jr. through a Norman Powell trade. Um, they have to pay him, but the fortunate thing for Toronto is that they have a decent amount of cap space, most likely anyway, and they don't have to worry about Trent Jr.'s salary because of his restricted free agency um, status, where basically, I mean, he's going to be making, his cap hold is going to be under $2 million. So yeah, you can we- work with that really nicely if you're Toronto. We, we both like that trade for Toronto, and it obviously ties in. So we got our first contribution to the Super Chat. Thank you so much, uh, Michael Aaron, the, the patron saint of this live stream. Um, guys, I ran 100 simulations. We got Lonzo in. Jeremy, you want to guess how many? I'm going to say 68 of them. Uh, you're so close. You're ah, so close. It's 67, actually, right? It's actually, uh, no, it's the other okay. way. It's 69, actually. Ah, it is, interesting. It is, it is 69. Um, that Math is the, checks out. That is the number there. Um, so the hold yeah, up the, on both teams is the inclusion of THT from the Lakers and Tyler Harrow from the Miami Heat. Good so question. this is fascinating, right? Because I am really curious about what else the Lakers have that interests Toronto other than, um, uh, THT, um, as, as it is as it were. Um, we got a retweet from Mark Berman of Andrew Lopez. Stan Van Gundy said Lonzo Ball started practice today and pulled himself out of practice early. Ball has been dealing with a right hip flexor strain and missed the last two games with it. Okay. That's interesting. Yeah, that's uh, it's quite the stretch. I'm 
So I'm wondering how much I'm so this is really interesting because I'm wondering how much um, the Knicks have to. I mean, you would think gut and my gut reaction is that the Knicks are waiting to see what happens maybe with Lowry and if they could benefit from Lowry and maybe that makes their and maybe no, throw the, throwing this out there not reporting this or anything, but what if New Orleans is waiting on the Knicks to find out what's happening with Lowry? And once the Knicks find out what's happening with Lowry, then they'll be able to, that domino will fall and then they'll be able to have some more clarity on which the way they want to go with, with Lonzo. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. You know, I mean, this morning, the thought of like, well, Lowry's kind of holding things up for the NBA and that could be true. But I was also kind of thinking to myself, well, what if the Knicks are also holding a lot? up. They're really the only team with significant cap space. The other is uh, Charlotte, but with LaMelo going down, I don't really know what they do with that, if anything, with that money. So the Knicks are in a prime position to strike. It's just a question of, I guess here, do they want to be buyers? Are they taking on bad salary for an asset? Are they also waiting on a team like Toronto as they sift through other Lowry offers as well? So yeah, you know, I'm very curious as to what the first domino to fall will be in Lowry versus ball. Um, um, yeah. Uh, shout out to Stevens Guillaume also in the super chat. Uh, another one. He's, he's always in here. Thank you, Stevens. Um, about, uh, he says we're either getting Lonzo or Oladipo. Um, and somebody mentioned actually uh, a little bit earlier, uh, Dre digits, absolutely zero news about Oladipo though. We have not heard one word about Oladipo. There was talk for a while about how, or for a while, for over the last maybe 24, 48 hours about how there were these mystery teams out there who didn't mind giving up a real thing for Oladipo because they were fine with getting him just for the stretch run. And I, for, who reported that? I Was it, was it Woj? Was it Sham? Somebody reported that. Someone. Someone's reputable. I just looking at it, I'm like, man, I mean, maybe, listen, maybe it still happens, but I just... That always, I don't know. They never passed the smell test for me. It could still happen. We'll see. But like Denver is off the board um, because they made their trade for Aaron Gordon. And you're like, you look around and you're like, okay, who's the other team? Who's the other team that's going to add Oladipo for the stretch run and thinks that it's going to make a difference to them? So I, you know, does he still emerge for the Knicks? We'll, we'll see. Um, John Michael Prego with a comment in Super Chat. Uh, Merry deadline day to you too. Aaron Holiday for Kevin Knox and something we just got from Philly. Um, <laughs> fuck that's, anything. To confirm, that's a suggestion, right? Or yes. Uh, anything at this point, I need the rush. I of, all, of every small deal that that um, they could make today. I think didn't I say Aaron Holiday's name on our podcast on on Sunday? Believe um, I would love. I would happily give up Knox and. Um, I wouldn't give up Knox and the Detroit pick. I would give up Knox and like a future second, maybe that. I think we have Utah's second coming down the pike um, in 2023, something like that. Uh, the Philly second we got today, maybe. Um, but I would love Aaron Holiday. Um, what else? What else? Where should we go to next? Well, let's talk about the deals that didn't happen. That's a good one. Yeah. So I guess the, the biggest one would probably be Evan Fournier. Obviously, a lot of fans know that playmaking, shooting, um, position on the wing, that's all, all of that are, you know, were key, are still key and crucial needs uh, for improvement. And the Knicks decided not to pursue 
Evan Fournier, or at least they didn't, they did, but they didn't go far enough. Um, and it says the Hawks and Clippers are in serious talks on DLS and Rajon Rondo to wow. LA, which of course <laughs> would negate any Alfred Payton to the Clippers to the scenarios. Um, and that's not surprising just based on the fact that <laughs> they don't, they don't need Alfred Payton. They never did need Alfred Payton. They need someone, yes, who can slash, but like Payton slashes, but he's not good at it. So anyways, one, one, one quick thing on that, because the Clippers were one possible Peyton team that I, I mentioned in today's newsletter. And Schwinn pointed out to me when I, because I had written that uh, the Bucks would have to trade uh, Pat Connaughton's uh, salary. But um, yeah, shout out to Schwinn. He pointed out to me that the Bucks do have a trade exception that Alfred Payton slips into. So very if they did close, but yes, he it's does. close, but they, he does. So if they did want to, but whatever. Um, right. So that's. That's interesting. A uh, quick uh, shout out in the super chat, Leo Skoropsky. I hope I got that right. Happy deadline day to you too. Here's some good things happening. Please. Yes, please. And guard up next. Hey, what's up uh, guard up next. I see you on Twitter all the time. What's up guys. Could Bledsoe be the hold up on Alonzo trade for us. Great stuff as always. Um, we'll hit the Bledsoe uh, angle of this, but finish what you're saying on um, Fournier, because I think some fans were kind of like upset. We didn't, we didn't get him. Yeah. Um, I would say that with Fournier, you know, the Celtics got him for no salary going out, which is something that the Knicks didn't really have the luxury of doing because they didn't have a trade exception that could where they could just absorb Fournier's salary. They, of course, they could have traded back something minuscule and done it, but that's that's essentially your deadline right there. Um, yeah. Whether you're comfortable with that, you know, I'm not necessarily, and I really do like Fournier, uh, but bird rights don't matter here, right? Yeah. I mean, real, realistically, Fournier is not getting a five-year deal. And the difference between 5% raise and 8% raise probably won't be the difference anyway. Um, and, you know, I mean, this was always going to be the case where Fournier would be signed most likely to the team that does acquire his bird rights, but it doesn't matter for the Knicks because of the copious amount of cap space that they'll have this summer. So, you know, I, I understand why people are upset. And I think you tweeted this, or you did tweet this, and I had the same thought process as well. It was like, I don't think Fournier you know, gets you so far to the point where like, that's a clear cut upgrade that takes you to the next level. Not even, you know, like a great level, but just like, like realistically, you'd have to get to the fourth or fifth seed. And if teams around you are building pretty nicely, and we know that the schedule remaining for the Knicks is not great. The idea of it's like, okay, well then we're looking at six, seven, eight, nine, 10. And if you're in seven, eight, nine, 10, you're in the play in tournament and anything could happen. Just it's a one game for seven, eight, and then the loser plays one game for nine and 10. Um, so the idea behind that, if you know, like needs to be here, needs to be here. I don't really think he does. There's just not a whole lot going on. So I'm totally fine with not bringing in Fournier just based on all of that. Um, I think he'd um, be a great addition, but, but I, that's also what cap space is for. I don't. So uh, you, you, you nailed the thing about how he doesn't make a, a, an appreciable difference for them this year. I don't think, I, I mean, I certainly, if he even made, if he would have even made the difference in a play in game, um, which I'm dubious of, he's not going to make the difference in a playoff series. Um, and the biggest thing for me is like 40 is a guy who's shat the bed now in a couple straight playoffs, um, which, you know, you could put more credit, more, more weight on that. You could put less weight on that. To me, you're trading for anybody you're making a move for today. If you're the Knicks, it's a two pronged uh, approach. You're, you're trading for them. So you could help them or they could help you for the stretch run, which, okay, let's argue that Fournier can more than Reggie Bullock or Alec Burks or whoever, but then also you want to hang on to that person moving forward. 
And Fournier is just not a guy that I have any interest in paying what I have to imagine he's going to command this offseason. Because my, my inkling is that he's going to sign for $15 million a year for at least three seasons. I mean, would you be shocked if Fournier got three for 50? I don't want to no. pay Fournier three for 50. That's just I, me. I think he could get four. He, maybe, sure, maybe he if, gets four. If you're the Celtics, you've traded for him. You have his bird rights. You used part of your, most of your massive ex, uh, exception to get him. You're not going to let him walk. Um, you not. So no. just signing him and that's quiche. That, it's, it's great for them. And it's a good move. I applaud the move, but it's not going to do anything for them. That's the thing. It's like a, it's not a lateral move. It's an improvement, but not to the point where it vaults them into the next category unless Tatum completely takes that next step. And he's been, of course, impacted by COVID. Which, you know, so, yeah, well, of course. But, you know, at a certain point, you have to be better than what he's been. Um, so a couple things. Uh, Akiva Friedman uh, asked, did the Knicks get their own second round pick back from Philly? No, they got Philly's second round pick this year. So it's not going to be a good one. Um, Fern, first time, long time. I love it. What did you make of the KFC tweet yesterday on Drummond? Please, God, no. <laughs> Quiet so far, bring me Lonzo. Um, what I made of the tweet, um, I made of it because of what uh, Kevin O'Connor um, f- replied to a question about the tweet in which he said something along the lines of like um, the Knicks could, it, it, uh, he wasn't sure if, if the interest was via trade or just b- via buyout. And I think there's been a lot of noise coming out of different places in regards to Drummond and the Knicks. And I, there's also been some reports out there that it's not coming from the Knicks. Um, and I don't make much of it. I would be shocked if Drummond ended up on the Knicks um, at all. I will, I will, what will I do if they trade for Andre Drum? I don't know. I will eat this. Uh, I'll, I'll have a, an old um, Bed Bath & Beyond coupon up here. I will eat that Bed Bath & Beyond coupon on this live stream if they trade for Andre Drummond. So, um, Fair enough. And go. if they do that, I've got um, some chips here that I will eat. It's so <laughs> I already had my chicken colored sandwich today. Shout out to Lee it. Macri living the diaper life. Yes. Always living the diaper life. Um what else do we uh, – oh, we should probably mention the biggest trade of the day, right? Unless there's anything else that we have to, uh, we have to get to in the meantime. Well, I just talked about Matt Thomas. <laughs> so, at this point, I don't even – we're just sticking around for Nick's news. But, yes, uh, we should talk about the biggest trade of the day. Um, I guess, really, maybe the biggest team of the day if we want to yeah. talk so, – I mean, we just talked about Fournier, so – yeah, so it's um, so the Magic obviously are, are cleaning house. Um, they traded Aaron Gordon also to the Denver Nuggets for uh, a first round pick and RJ Hampton, who's you know interesting player and um, just is a rookie. He hasn't I don't think he's played a ton. And also um, they traded their all all star. Um, and really, honestly, he's an All NBA candidate. He's been that good. Nikola Vucevic to the Bulls for two first round picks and Wendell Carter Jr., who is in his, this is his third year. Um, and uh, I think still a lot of people feel pretty good about him maybe still being something good. Um, I thought it's an interesting move by the Bulls. A few people asked me if I thought like it put added pressure on the Knicks to make a move today. Look, Nikola Vucevic is to, and, and Zach Levine and whatever else, you know, the Bulls, even if they get Lonzo, honestly, like that's not, that's not a championship core that's to me not a core that even is like a home court advantage in the playoffs core for me. Um, I that's a have, Zach Levine. We're trying to win around you core. Exactly. And to what extent? And that's, and I, and that's the key for me is 
Um, oh, the what? Uh, so Rondo would be going to the Clippers, and Lou Will Lou would be going to Atlanta. Uh, Lou Williams to Atlanta, baby. <laughs> it's natural habitat. I. Uh, <laughs> I love it. That's great. It's just fantastic. Um, I mean, look, they could use him, but but yeah, to me, it's a make make Zach Levine happy trade because the and that's how it's it's so interesting, right? The Knicks and the Bulls in similar situations heading into this season. New coach, new front office. Um, a guy who like puts up good numbers, but nobody ever looked at as like a star player. And um, it both have become all-stars in Zach Levine and Julius Randle. The difference is that there's incredibly good vibes surrounding the Knicks right now. And the vibes around the Bulls have been shitty and getting shittier uh, because they just blew another, like they blew a terrible game uh, a week or two ago against the Spurs. They've had other bad losses. It's just, so I feel like they needed to, they felt the pressure to make this move. And like, I, if this is your all in move, I, I that's that's not for me. I, I'm I'm happy. That, let me just say this. I'm happy the Knicks did not uh, trade two first round picks for Nikola Vucevic today. But that's that's just me. No, I would be furious. I would be downright appalled because of the yeah. fact that for Chicago, they're pretty much rushing through something that should, in my opinion, take a little bit longer. The yeah. Bulls just were kind of like the Bulls had their their Scott Perry for ages for even longer than the Knicks have had had or excuse me, respect a little bit discovery. I mean to say Steve Mills, they with guard packs, they were just a mess. And it seems like they're basically just trying to say, well, we've got a really good talent around him. So let's just build right away. Whereas the Knicks are kind of in the same position with Julius Randall. And as of this moment, two 30, they've been like, you know, we're going to build it at our own pace. And, there's the official. We're going uh, to build it and they will come. Yes. Um, uh, yeah. Rondo for Lou Will. So, you know, I mean, the idea of them doing this, like, that's great. I'm glad that you guys are on second round. Picks. Two second. Wait, so who's so the Clippers are sending the Clippers have a lot of second round picks. So it makes sense that they would be sending them to Atlanta. But yeah, no, I mean, Atlanta's no it, from Atlanta. Who's getting who's giving the second round picks here? The Clippers are to acquire the Clippers are giving four. Lou Will and two second round picks. Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. There we go. That's so, interesting. Uh, and just quick note from a friend of the podcast, Jack Huntley. He said that if anything happens with Frank, the two of us must remove our respective Frank shirts, neck our drinks, and sing "Empire State of Mind" in French. It is the law. Neck I, our drinks. I was actually yeah, just you know, down it. Oh, okay. It's. I think it's British slang. I would imagine. Uh, yeah, but I hope so because I heard planned that on actually removing my jersey and hanging it from somewhere in the apartment, like I'm putting it towards the rafters, but I hope um, to not do that. I, I, I really, I, I was wearing this for good luck. I just don't want to take off my shirt because I'm in really shitty shape because um, I just, you know, we have a kid and I haven't had as much time to work out as I'd like. So that, I don't think anybody wants to see that. Um, Kareem. Edwards, I, we're really close to only fans before, so we might as well just kick it off right now. Kareem Edwards in the super chat. Um, if the first round picks we have are going to start out like Obi Toppin sends two for Lonzo. Yeah. I mean, look, I think it's, I think it's, it's you. I think you always operate. I mean, obviously he's being a little facetious, but like you always operate as if you are going to be a competent franchise moving forward. And that's not to say that drafting Obi Toppin was incompetent. Let's, let's give the kid. I still say, let's give the kid a little bit more time. Play him in position at least. Yeah, pl- you know, all the- cater to what he needs to be, but but yeah, I get it. I 
I agree. <laughs> Young Lido. Oh, goodness. Matt, thank you for your contribution to the Super Chat. Magic City strippers are about to know how Macri felt the other night. That, if that's not the comment of the year, I don't know what is. Um, Michael Aaron, Lou Will coming off the bench for Trey has to be the most elite defensive, <laughs> defensive point guard rotation in the league. That's why there were a couple of people over the last like couple of weeks who are like, hey, maybe the Knicks should get in on Lou Will as a salary dump. He could mentor um, Emmanuel quickly. And I'm just thinking, like, why would you want two Emmanuel Quickleys with one being a far worse defensive version? Um, so I'm happy that Lou Wills is not coming to the next. Um, okay, what's uh, what's next? Should we? I, I feel like there's there's so much more to talk about, and we are just kind of like, what? Where, where should we go to next? Um, that's a good question. Do we do we touch base that much on Aaron Gordon? I know we mentioned it, but I can't even. No. Um, okay. So let's. Let's uh, did you what did you think? I thought of OK, so of all the trades of the day, if we're really talking about trades that can potentially alter the I don't want to say alter the balance of power in the NBA. Um, that's far too much. Um, but actually swing a championship. Is that the only trade that was made today that you would say could actually swing? Because all due respect to George Hill. We all love George Hill. Wonderful, wonderful player. Um, I don't think he makes the material difference for the Sixers this year. Um, and then you look out West, obviously the Lakers are still in Lowry, so remains to be seen. Again, all due respect to Rajon Rondo, I don't think he's going to swing a playoff series. Although playoff Rondo, you never know. Um, yeah, I mean, I th- could, could Aaron Gordon make the difference in a playoff series for the Nuggets? I think probably, right? Yeah, I think he could. I mean... I also really like the fact that they had JaVale McGee uh, acquired him. And, you know, I mean, I had always thought if the Knicks, if the shoe had, if the other shoe had dropped that and they started selling that Noel would be a perfect fit for them. But fortunately the Knicks are 500 and don't need to operate as sellers. So it worked out nicely for them and, and for the Knicks as well. So I think that with Aaron Gordon, it's great because of the fact that Gary Harris, they've been trying to trade that contract for ages. And now they yes. finally got him off of the books and they have someone who's really talented. You know, I think that his talent was going to waste in a lot of ways. Orlando's just a very clunky place to be. Um, so I, I think that that one move is the best one we've seen yet, but also that's just from general inactivity from teams around. I mean, the Suns didn't really do anything um, or at least haven't yet. They got Tory Craig the other day. That was a nice pickup for them, but yeah. as of today, not much is happening. Um, other teams, I mean, the Clippers, of course, they at least addressed a position of need. So that was really important for them. But like the Mavericks were trying to get Fournier and they just did not have the assets. Well, of course, to see, wonder why. To um, oh, so, we should also, we should also say real quick, the, Port- the Portland Trailblazers, even though I, I think they got better today, um, trading. Uh, so that was another Nick target. Um, so they gave up Gary Trent Jr. and they got Norm Powell. That's good for the Dallas pick, right? Because theoretically it keeps um, it keeps Portland better than Dallas. Yeah. If they were a little bit behind, I'd probably be a bit more effusive. But the, Dallas is such an easy road left that I agree. It does help at least put, you know, maybe stuff Dallas down a little bit more. Yeah. I Portland's inability to find quality in the front court continues to astound me. I know that this might've been a little too expensive for them right now, but, and Powell's a good upgrade and they clearly didn't want to trade CJ McCollum and pay um, Gary Trent Jr. instead. So it does make sense, but you know, Rocco has just not really been the player he's been in the no. past. I think Powell helps them, but 
wasn't worth two first round picks. Right. And again, like I think Nurkic is fine. I don't think that, I think there's a reason why, even though he's like, what, 24, 25 years old, I think there's a reason why he has never been on the court when they have won a playoff series, because I don't think he's like enough to get you to the next level. And believe he has a non-guaranteed contract. I'm curious if they do anything or if they decide to keep him, but you know, I would have, I would have thought that getting some sort of addition, maybe at the five would have helped them a bit. Cause Cantor is just, you know, uh, a Cantor. beast on, defense, as we all know. On, on deadline day. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I, uh, oh, shout out to Harry donor. Uh, thank you very much for your contribution to the super chat. I want to also say, um, a good comment from Amy bro show. Um, we're worshiping at the altar of Randall, a player. It took seven years to fully develop and are making judgment on Obi before he plays 500 minutes. And I know that those aren't exactly, you know, that's not an apples to apples comparison, Randall and Obi Randall was like a top, you know, five or six prospect in his class and went to Kentucky for one year, looked good. You know, he was a, a pretty high pick and a good draft. Obi was, you know, the eighth pick and like a not so great draft, but I completely agree that the notion of trading uh, Obi right now, not that anyone's seriously suggesting we do that um, <laughs> is, is, is a little nuts to me. Julio Martinez, Macri loves Cantor. Yes, I do. Who doesn't love in his Cantor? He's just, he's everything you want. Um, okay. Uh, we have a question from Casper Bout. This is a, maybe a good place to turn. Um, in the Lakers-Toronto three-team deal, would you rather get KCP or Dennis Schroeder? Um, to, I think it's obvious. I think you'd, you'd rather get Schroeder. I'm just curious, like, do you do we think the Knicks would take KCP on for anything? Like, I don't know how that would even work out because what do the Lakers have to give? They have to give something to Toronto, first of all. And then we'd be getting KCP, who's making 27, 28, 29, something million dollars the next two yeah. years after this one. I, I, I don't, yeah, I don't know if I see that. It's not really of interest. Um, yeah. Again, KCP is a perfectly fine player, very complimentary. I just don't see what the appeal is if LA is not chipping in more assets and they can't because they don't have them at their disposal. So is Toronto doing that? And if you're Toronto, you know, wouldn't you actually want to keep KCP? Yeah, I could. Right. Yeah. So it makes more sense to them, I think. Than Schroeder. Yeah, I agree. So, you know, I mean, you could bring Schroeder to New York. I'm still, I'm not a big Schroeder fan. I think that, yeah, he did a great job in OKC, but a lot of that was because he was around Chris Paul. He's doing a great job in Los Angeles, but a lot of that is because of LeBron and Anthony Davis as well, even though 80s missed time. And of course you could say, well, a lot of good players are, are made better because they play with stars, but I don't necessarily see him coming to New York and being that type of player. Yeah. And also he's an expiring contract. So like, you know, is he really going to make things that much more different in terms of how everything's going? I don't think so. I think if Dennis Schroeder is your starting point guard, your ceiling as a team is significantly limited. Um, You know, like him as a player, but he's, he's in the, the role that he's supposed to be in on the, that fully formed Lakers team, which is a six man off the bench. That's where he works best. Um, good question from Peter B. Since the deadline is, is boring. I don't know if it's boring, It's but for the Knicks, it's boring at the moment. Um, alternate universe trade. Julius still breaks out into an all-star, but the Knicks are under 500. What do they get for him? Um, that's a great question. If the Knicks put, put this version of Julius Randle on the trade market right now, what would they get for him? I have to think that they would get two firsts, a swap that they would have some control over when it swaps, 
and like a really good young player on like a rookie contract. I think he gets them a little bit less than Vucevic. A little oh, I think bit. He, I, see, I think he gets more than Vuce. That's interesting. Potentially. I mean, the thing is that Vooch is on a better contract in the For sense For two more that, years. So. Right. Whereas Randall, you're going to have to pay him Just soon. One year. Um, and the thing with Randall, I mean for other teams are basically wondering, is this legit or is this just a great season? Vooch has shown a bit more consistency there. I think also shooting at the five in this case is pretty key. Um, and I think that finding a four like Randall and swapping them out, you know, it's harder to find. It's just a little bit tougher. So, you know, I, I, I think that it's around where Vucevic is or in terms of the value, but I personally think it's just a tiny bit less. Yeah. Um, yeah. Very, He's younger. Very- He's younger. Yeah, no, he he is. I just I don't know. I'm I'm I've never been a huge fan of of Vooch in terms of like if again it, it depends on what your goals are and as, as an organization if your goal is to win the championship, I don't think Vooch necessarily is is helping you too much. Um, <laughs> but Priggy Smalls listening to Macri talk about Randall now and remembering how we used to talk about Randall last year makes me happy. Yeah, I think all of us have changed our tune a little bit. Um, so um, do do do. Is someone asks, is it true the Bulls have given up on getting ball? I can't imagine why they would. Um, I have to think the Bulls are, are still very much in the conversation for Lonzo, especially since they kind of went all in um, today so far. Let's. Well, here's my say? question with ball, right? So if we look at the landscape for this offseason, what teams are necessarily going to be offering ball a contract if New Orleans doesn't move him? So, I mean, we heard, didn't we hear San Antonio? As a right, possibility. But, but here's the thing. Is Lonzo Ball that desperate to go to a team that has too many guards as is, honestly? Like, just to find that money? Because I, I think that's the other thing that we've been talking about that we maybe haven't, you know, really talked about the context, which is that Lonzo Ball could go off and get a huge offer sheet from some other place, but he has to want to play there. If he doesn't want to go to San that's Antonio true. and just wants the money and is trying to leverage something, the risk for him is the Knicks saying, or the Pelicans or whoever, is like, all right, go. We're not, we're just not going to pay that. And I don't see him being like, wait, 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 hold on. I thought you were going to match that. And then being stuck in a place that he doesn't want to be in like San Antonio. So like, that's the philosophy that I have been feeling in terms of with him here, uh, at least going to be in the Knicks or being traded to the team that he goes to, if it is uh, Chicago, like now is the opportunity. Cause I don't think that their cap situation, I'd, I'd have to double check, but I don't think their cap situation no, think- is good enough where they could just make a run without doing some sort of sign and trade involving marketing. Um, so they really can get, I think they can get to, it depends on, they have a very interesting situation with Thad Young. So Thad Young has been Chicago's second best player this year, arguably. I actually, I don't even think that's much of an argument. I think he's been their second best player this year. Um, he's owed $14 million next season. And I think 6 million of it is guaranteed. So first and foremost, like to just wipe away a contract and pay $6 million for a guy that you're not going to have. I think that's a, a bit hefty. And plus he's been, he's been good. He's worth $14 million next year. Um, let's assume actually that they could probably try to find a trade for that young if they need to. Um, they could afford a significant offer sheet for ball if they don't trade for him right now. But you would just think they've already made this move for Vooch. Wouldn't they want ball for the stretch run and, and, and kind of get that? Exp- I don't know. Um, so I think there's, an, I think there's going to be an offer out there for him. I just, they also have Sadoransky who is, um, yeah, he's only guaranteed for like 4 million, something like four, along four something like it's a, it's a, it's a similar pr- 
proportion of his deal next year right. as it as that. Um, but again, this all comes back to like, okay, so like they don't get ball, the Knicks don't get ball, and is that some kind of a doomsday scenario? Like I've never looked at ball as that type of player. I looked at him, I look at him as like, if you have a really good team and he's your fourth or fifth starter, you're in you're in good shape. Um, so I don't know. I'm I'm what at this point right now, seeing how everything has gone down. Assuming that there is no salary dump first round pick on the table for the Knicks, which, you know, we'll see if there is. I, I doesn't look like there is right now. What are you what are you giving up for Bull? What is your what is your offer top out at? Well, see, this goes back to the whole point of like, well, what role is he going to play? Because I, you know, I've talked about Ball and how what he's become, I've been really impressed, and I would definitely like to get in on that. But if he's not going to be in an off ball role, no pun intended, obviously, then, you know, what are you really doing here? Because he's not a driving point guard. And we know that's what Tibbs has historically loved. Yep. So are you just paying him to be in a spot up role? Great defense, great shooting. And if you are, I mean, is he even going to be happy? Like is the whole point that he wants out of new Orleans or does he just want to be in a different role? Because if he's going to be in a different role, it's not going to be to perfection here. Like, the Knicks run the lowest frequency in transition and they do the worst in transition. Yeah, but maybe they would change if they had Lonzo Ball. Of course, but then you could also point to the fact that they got Derrick Rose and he's great in transition and they've done nothing. A lot of it could be coaching. So Um, are Lonzo's talents going to go to waste is the biggest concern that I have about acquiring him. And if he's not going to be happy in the role that he's currently in, which it doesn't sound like he is if you listen to his dad and I fully guarantee that he is using his dad as a way to project how he's feeling, then I mean, is it, that's is it just not necessarily true. It might be true. Um, I want to just shout out another Jeremy, Jeremy E who asks, don't you think giving up a decent package for Alonzo makes sense given that there will be a lot of suitors for him as a restricted free agent. Again, I think we addressed that there's probably not going to be a ton of suitors, but there, it, all it takes is one. That's what I always go back to. I think the right to pay him tra- carries tremendous value. And, and yeah, this hits on like, well, what is he as a player? What is he going to be as a player on your team? And I just, I have to say this enough or again, he is he is not your classic point guard who is who you just he orchestrates the show every time down the floor like they're still going to run the offense through Julius Randle. I do think he helps, though, because right now you have Reggie Bullock essentially as your two. And what does he do? He spots up. He doesn't shoot off movement. He doesn't really do much else. He spots up and he's a good spot of shooter. You know, he's, his percentages have rebounded. Um, Lonzo does more than that. He, he's a, you know, as Mason Ginsburg said, he's a connector. He helps facilitate the offense. I think these are all, you know, these are all important things. Um, and then Junkard Athens also with a comment, super chat, not a day without the, this therapeutic Nick. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. 
Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Awesome work. Greetings from Greece. Orange and blue, baby. Greetings from Greece. Wow. Have you ever been to Greece, Jeremy? I haven't. My mom Neither have I. always to wants to go and then just... Never reason for her to go. And then by extension, sometimes me. So would love to go. Um, I would love to go too. Maybe if we, if we get to, uh, maybe if we are both, you know, able to go to Greece, maybe we'll go to Greece together. Chip Murphy in the chat. What's going on, Chip? Shout out to Chip Murphy. Um, always doing great work. Um, he, he made his final plea the other, the other day for the Knicks to get Fournier. I am sorry on his behalf that it did not work out. Um, but yeah, what can you do? All right, so we got uh, 12 minutes left. 12 it's coming minutes. down to it, it feels like. Yeah, it's very Is there really a possibility they do nothing? Man, I don't I don't see it. You know, it just that's a ton of cap space to carry over into the draft and I'd be shocked. Just, I th- there's got to be something. You can't just have this be what your only move is. I just well, I would I mean, be, you, I'd be pretty upset. You here you, you can here's how you can do it. Here's how this is. Here, here's how this is your trade deadline. Deadline day. Um, you you can, if the price for Lonzo is absurd, um, and they want, let's say, you know, just for argument's sake, let's say they want a first round pick and Emmanuel quickly, and that's their line in the sand, and New Orleans is not budging. Just, just throwing it out there, right? Like we don't, if, if Lonzo, we'll see what happens when Lonzo gets traded. If Lonzo gets traded for pennies on the dollar, then we could yell and scream. But if, if they hold on to Lonzo, then there's going to be no way of knowing what the ultimate um, asking price for, for Lonzo would have been. And then you look at the Lowry salary dump situation. I mean, Philly was the easiest route for them to benefit from a Lowry trade in terms of taking on salary and Philly's out of it. Um, and the Lakers don't have any first round picks. So then you turn back to new Orleans and you say, okay, where is the, you know, is, is the Eric Bledsoe situation there? And then that's another one of those situations. Where we're going to be sitting here and talking about it for the next 18 months because the Bledsoe do you, or don't you take on that contract? If in theory, there is a first round pick available depends on what you eventually do with that money or don't do with that money. So I, I don't I don't know that it's going to be fair to absolutely kill the Knicks if they do nothing in the next ten minutes. Um, if anything, the Fournier for two seconds becomes a little bit more like uh, maybe do that. But again, I'm not a Fournier guy, so I'm probably the wrong person to ask. That's my that's my thinking. I mean, I'm going to give it ten minutes, and then a little bit after that because you know, yeah, I mean, I, I know a lot of people who maybe follow baseball. There will be deals that just trickle in. 10, 15 minutes afterwards because yeah, there's a queue of calls. So uh, I'm going to try to be patient, but um, it would just feel like a complete missed opportunity across the board. Uh, just kind of kind of where I'm at. But again, we got some time. Not a lot. Definitely not a lot, but I'll, we'll see. I'll say this. You know, um, the day... What was it? I think it was the day of the Hayward... Uh, well, essentially what was a sign and trade with uh, between Boston and Charlotte. I remember I was talking to JB and we were, we were having a discussion about how, whether it's correct or unwarranted to praise 
Leon Rose essentially for doing nothing and not, and you know, doing nothing stupid, but also doing nothing and not being able to like get stuff done when other teams, you know, are, are, are getting stuff done. And like, this is another one of those situations. If the Knicks do any, if the Knicks do nothing, do they get, do they get praised for like, okay, we got a late second round pick and, you know, we got two young players who maybe one of them turns into maybe something, or is it like, should or get off the pot? Like you had all this cap space. I think I'll say this. I think um, it becomes harder to just to to praise Leon Rose after a day like today, just because of the cap space and the fact that like, well, let's see what he does. We have nine minutes left. That's my. That's what I'm going to say. Um, it, it, oh, okay. There we go. Oh, super chat. Yes. Let's, let's check the super chat. Uh, man, here we go. CT Pittman. Ah, my man, CT Pittman. What do you guys think we're going, or do you guys think we're going to keep Mitch? I hear a lot of teams are calling Knicks about him. That is as reported by Ian Begley. I'd hate for them to trade him at this point. Um, and, uh, we have just, I'll read the other comment and then I'll, we'll address the Mitch thing. Hey, Macri, uh, CPM here. This is a much more civilized hour, 10 minutes left to disprove my theory. We now have a competent front office. (laughs) Um, I like it. I like it. Um, let's talk about Mitch because we brought this up when we were talking on zoom before. Um, do you think that this means that they are more intent on resigning him if they, if they keep him? Potentially. I mean, the biggest question for me is, are they going to take on his team option or are they going to let him hit restricted free agency by declining the option and signing him then? Uh, Obviously, by delaying it a year, you are involving more risk because he could go anywhere. He could sign any place he'd like and you have no team control. And the other philosophy is, well, the Knicks are going to have a lot of cap space as of this moment. So why, why not just pay him? Why are you saying like, hey, we're not going to pay you and then we're really not going to pay anyone else. So yeah, just deal with it. That's the the confounding part. I'm sure that would be on Mitch's side. So, you know, I have to think that especially if they let him hit restricted free agency, then they're interested in keeping him longer than that. But I, it, again, like I, I, I think that he's going to stay, but and there goes Terrence Davis to Sacramento for a future second round pick. So wait, Terrence uh, Davis, Terrence Davis. So he's the one I got confused with, with Matt Thomas. Interesting. So this is the guy that actually made the old rookie team and he's always, always getting as a, a second round pick. So what huh. happens. And then, okay. So um, again, a roster spot for a potential Lowry trade. Very interesting stuff. Um, see, that's something where if the Knicks could have gotten Terrence David for a future Terrence Davis for a future second round pick. That's interesting to me. That would be really interesting to me. Yeah. If they buy if they bypass that opportunity. So I will that makes me even more inclined to be a little pissed if they don't do anything. Um, I enjoy peace in the super chat. Thank you again for all the contributions to, to the super chat today. You guys are amazing, truly. Um, aren't there any red flags for you? I'm I'm guessing he's talking about Lonzo. Um, given the guy would have been traded twice within the first four years of the league. league. Big fan of KFS. Well, thank you. We are a big fan of you. Um, no, um, I, I would not personally have any concern in regards to Lonzo specifically. I think with some players, there's a concern if they get moved around a lot. With Lonzo, the Lakers had a chance to get Anthony, you know, 
effing Davis and uh, they won a championship. So they moved on from Lonzo and that's fine. And then this time around, I think it's, it's more like he's coming up on um, an extension in a, in a down market. The Pelicans know he's going to get paid a lot of money. They're in a market that is not as historically, you know, it's, it's not a, it's not a great, you know, that ownership group is not going to spend a ton of money or maybe doesn't want to spend a ton of money. Um, you know, but to, to look at Lonzo is like, he's not a malcontent. He's like tried to distance himself from his dad. He hasn't really been injury prone. I don't, I don't think unless I'm missing something and his game has steadily progressed over the years. And I think he is, he's a good solid player, you know, but I just think that there is still is this misperception about him that he, that he's something he's not. That's so that's all I would say about Lonzo, but no, it doesn't, doesn't really concern me. Um, I can, Oh, look, Look at uh, your Nurkic is is com- your boy Nurkic is coming mm-hmm. back on Friday. Very nice for the uh, for the Portland so, for the Portland Trailblazers. Very tongue in cheek tweet he had. Where he um, wrote, Portland Trailblazers center Yusuf Nurkic will make his return to the lineup on Friday versus Orlando. Oh, He's I back have. from a right wrist fractured. Uh, sources <laughs> tell Yusuf Nurkic. I didn't even notice that was him who said yeah. that. That's good, um, man. I can't believe we're still sitting. So is there, okay, let's go through this of the, cause we have four minutes left until three o'clock, but again, it'll go a little bit past that between Oladipo, Lowry and ball, which of those would shock you the most if they were not moved? I think Lowry, I think Lowry really? just, just based on the fact, well, it really depends on how uncomfortable the Pelicans are because with um, with Oladipo, there's still the option of a sign and trade over the summer, and you could say the same thing about the Pelicans too, or excuse me, the Raptors too. And the Pelicans just traded JJ Redick to the Mavericks, according to Shams. That's um, that's a thing. That's wow. Also surprising, based on the fact that the thought of JJ Redick coming back to the Northeast not happening clearly. Um, For what? Because they don't have cap space. Well, it's got to be some sort of matching salary. Oh, no, no Lonzo, no Lonzo ball, ball trade. trade. Woo. So, okay. So we now go. we're not going to know. I'm sure now, something will be leaked and you know who the source will be. Obviously who knows, you know, can I just say right now? I'm this, I'm not going to, I'm not going to kill them on not trading for Lonzo ball. You know, and I and if anybody wants to check my receipts, go back and look at my Twitter account, go back and look at any podcast we've done for the last I don't know how many weeks. Again, you're not trading for Lonzo Ball, you're trading for the right to pay Lonzo Ball his contract. And if the price was say what you want to say, a second round pick and Kevin Knox or something small and insignificant, that's one thing. But I am I am going to go ahead on a limb and assume that if Lonzo Ball is staying in New Orleans. It is because the, the asking price was more than that. Um, so I'm not about to kill the Knicks for not getting Lonzo. I know, I know a lot of Knicks fans are going to be disappointed that they did not get Lonzo today. If, in fact, this is this is true, which Woj is reporting it, so it is. I can't kill them for this. I cannot kill them for this. I, can't, I cannot kill them for failing to give up what I have to think it was a first-round pick was the asking price for the right to overpay someone. And you're yeah. going to have to overpay him. I, yeah. I can't do it. I, I agree. I guess the bigger question is if that was what you were so focused on, 
Is there something else that you had in mind or was it only, Hey, let's try to get Lonzo and Oh, well, he's not going anywhere. Now we're kind of left here with nothing to use for our cap space. And again, it's not the Knicks. Sorry. The Knicks will also not trade for Andre Drummond. They will work towards a buyout. According to Chris. Is that saying, Oh, let's see actually. Cause I, well, well, no, it's just it's not. It's it's I basically see, yes. that that they will it's work towards a buyout, buyout, so yeah. no one. Uh, and and you know what? Uh, credit to Mark Berman, real quick. Um, Knicks catch a break. Point guard Lonzo Ball not headed to Chicago. Here's the thing: if the, if he was if the Bulls traded for him today, you knew you weren't getting him in the summer. Now, if you're someone who loves Lonzo Ball, there's at least a, a decent chance you're going to get him in the summer because the Bulls didn't trade for, or nobody else traded for him. Because if somebody traded for him, they were going to keep him this summer. Now, I think that it leaves the door open. So. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Stefan Bondi. The Knicks, after saving their cap space, are still in a position for a run at Andre Drummond when he's bought out. Man, if the Knicks and that you want to get me to kill the Knicks today, if they walk out of today with fucking Andre Drummond, you'd... yeah, it's not what you want. Again, if there's an opportunity to use this draft as a way to get an asset then it's great. If not, then it just feels like, okay, you saved Dolan a ton of money. What did you really do other than that? You, you built a team that is overachieving, which is great, at least achieving more than you thought that they were going to, but you're not, you're not really trading anything to help it, but you're also not trading anything to help with the long-term factor of it. So it's, it's just kind of, it's frustrating. I'm, I'm frustrated, but I'm not furious <laughs> because again, like I'm frustrated. Well, <laughs> so frustrated. no, but this idea of like, sometimes it's better to not make a move than make a bad move. In fact, I think most of the time it is, but yes. the fact here is like, if you're still not going to make a move to help your team, what, what is the plan? How, how can you have taken a resource? You, you talk about how much salary cap and how, how much cap space you have and you turn around and don't do anything with it, that to me just feels like a missed opportunity. No, I listen, I agree. Apparently a Lowry trade is coming down the pike. We'll see. Um, I don't know where, but I mean, I was going to say before, by the way, that um, ball, uh, I swear I was going to say this before we got this news. Um, oh, wait, the Hawks are done. Collins and Bogdan Bogdanovich are staying put. We figured as much. Um I swear I was going to say it would be a tie between Oladipo and Lowry for the biggest shock for me as far as who who didn't get traded. Um, and it looks like Dallas is getting J.J. Redick for... They're also getting Trey Lyles from the Spurs in a multi-team deal. We still don't know what they've given up for J.J. Redick. So this is also, the Spurs and the Mavs making a trade. That's... Uh, oh, yeah. Or in, in, in a trade together. Yeah. Um, because... I just, for Lowry, the ship seems to have sailed, um, and and that's why it's like with the with the Powell move, it's like it's just it would be odd if they kept him. Depot staying in Houston, man, I'm like, like what do they think they're gonna get? They think they're going to be able to benefit in some kind of a sign and trade situation this summer. Like that, I, that has to be the calculus. Yeah, it has to be, and you know, I, I don't want the Knicks to go after Depot. But if I don't want to go from either. Right. But if you look at what's available and what's going on, like if the Heat signed Lowry, for example. Or if they trade for Lowry. No, I'm saying if no, they if sign they, him okay. in the offseason. Oh, I, I see what you're saying. Trade from, then where's Depot's home unless it's a sign and trade? Then you're looking well, at a place like New York. 
again, I, that's not really something I want unless it's on a one-year contract. And even then, I'm not crazy about it because the dude still has not appeared in back-to-back games. So durability you're not, you're is not a huge factor. You're not getting him on a one-year one, one 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 contract. He can leverage it in another way. And if you're doing a sign-and-trade, that means another team is willing to give him at least three years because the minimum amount of a salary of, of, a, of a sign-and-trade uh, duration is three years. And I don't want to go three years on Victor Oladipo. And and no interest not, whatsoever. And it's not just three years. It's three years at... Um, a figure that's almost certainly going to be about higher than $25 million because he turned down two years for 21 or 22 a year, um, you know, already. So he's going to want more than that. He's going to want the extra year. I just, you know, this is, um, this is, uh, this is interesting. Um, all right. It's three Oh three. Um, the bulls are in talks <laughs> to trade Mo Wagner. Two, the Celtics. Four, Daniel Tice. Working it to the deadline, not official yet. Okay. Isn't, aren't they both German? You know, that's a great question. I think that's, they are. Yeah. That's, that's interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah. No, look, to, to, to your point and to what we said before. If the Knicks don't do anything with the space and they let the space go go past today, I'm it's gonna it's not gonna be a good look. Um, there's no other way to say it. And like, you only get so much credit for not doing the stupid thing, and they do get credit for not doing the stupid thing, but only so much. Um, you know, so I'm just. But then again, I don't know. There is. There's no obvious salary. There's no obvious situation that they bypassed that I could see, unless I'm missing something. Um, but yeah, I I'm, I I I agree. I agree. It's okay to be critical of them, and I'm trying to think. Well, let's let's go here. Trade deadline passes. They don't. They don't. They don't use this this space. Would you be more or less upset if they signed Andre Drummond for the rest of the year? I would be more upset. You'd be more upset? Okay. I would. Because again, you can still use that during the draft. And you can still take multi-year salaries and carry it over into free agency. Because again, you're going to have about 50 million, 50, million to spend. So for me, it's like, and also you just got Poirier, right? So you have four big men. <laughs> you just men. got uh, who? Who's the fucking guy? <laughs> you don't need more. <laughs> what are you doing? So I, Actually, I would be on. very upset. To say nothing of the fact that they would have to, well, I guess it's not. This is. Oh wait, hold on. Brad Wanamaker goes to the Hornets. <laughs> good for good, trickling in. Good for uh, good for Golden State offloading the Brad Wanamaker um, contract. Which, but again, even that, I'm waiting to see what is going to happen because, like, I guarantee you that um, they. Um, you know, they didn't give up anything to get Brad Wanamaker. I, I imagine the gold, the Warriors did that to offload salary because they're still, you know, in the tax. Um, we'll, we'll, my, my question then is why didn't Golden State or why hasn't Golden State done more? Um, like, because why, I guess they want to compete. Right. But still, I mean, they are paying a ridiculous sum of money. Like, oh, wait, here we go. So absurd. it's no third team for the Reddick deal to Dallas. It's just. Reddick to Dallas yeah. for w- what we don't know. 
Um, so Golden State, before this Wanamaker trade, with a tax break because of the way that COVID is affecting this season, they owe $70.8 million. Yes. Oh, by the way, it was 137 as you wrote, but it's because of the, yeah. the added tax break. Why they did I miss something that Otto Porter is going to get bought out? Um, I, I must have missed that too. I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, no, Ber- Berman just had a tweet saying that they the Knicks will explore the buyout market with Drummond, Porter, etc. So he he's he seems to think that uh, Porter's going to get bought out. Um, yeah, I'll I'll do some quick reconnaissance on that. Um, anyway, man, this does. Uh, this 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 feels a little disappointing. It's a sour taste. Right now, it's a sour taste, and I'm not, I, I so I, I said to people like, let's wait and see what they do with the space before I give them a pass on the four, on the Fournier thing. There is a part of me, there's a part of me that wishes they traded the two the two second round picks for Fournier, but I just, oh man, I just wish I, I don't like him. I just don't like him as a player. I just so I don't. That's that's I'm not I'm not gonna, I'm not, not going to be upset uh, when I go to and, and God knows I think about this stuff when I put my head on the pillow at night because I'm very sad. Um, but that is that is not going to prevent me from getting any sleep tonight. The fact that they didn't use the cap space, if in fact they don't do it, then that'll be, uh, bum me out a little bit more. Um, let's see. And in fairness, the Thunder also had cap space, or they had the trade exception to use, right? They did. And so they didn't use it either. No, but that carries over even into the off season because they have a full year to use it. That's whereas true. not necessarily the case for the Knicks. Um, I don't know. There seem, I don't know. People seem to think Otto Porter is going to get uh, bought out, but we'll see. Um, anyway, do you want Otto Porter? Is Otto Porter interesting to you? I don't know what he really does except for like he's just constantly hurt constantly. Yeah. I don't, I don't know that Otto Porter is appreciably better than either. Um... Oh, wow. What? Victor Oladipo to Miami. Okay. There it is. There it is. So let's talk about it. Right. Because Oladipo, <laughs> this was the thing with Oladipo. For what? It was, it was right. Of for, course, what? for what? For what? God damn my like he's falling. Fuck it. We'll do it live. We'll do it live. Um, the idea with Victor Oladipo here that was so important is getting his bird rights for a team that is going to be capped out like Miami. Um, now that they have him, they don't have yeah, to but create Miami wasn't going to be capped out. Right. That's what I'm saying. Now that they have him, they're going to essentially be functioning as an over the cap team. Beforehand, they would have had to have cleared space. Now they don't have to. They can keep Oladipo's rights. They can keep his cap hold and then they can yeah. pretend to be an over the, t- over the cap team. And then as a result, that's great for them because they get the full mid-level exception, not having to worry about a room exception. But this is the thing, right? He can get an offer of five years. They're not going to give it to him. He can get 8% raises. He'll probably get that. What the market rate will be for him, I don't know. But this is why this summer is now so pivotal because it was already a weak free agent class. And we know that Oladipo was like, it always felt like he was going to go to Miami. That's where he trains. That's where he lives in the off season. That's where he went for the, the all-star break. Like that is just who he is. It's, and, and you know, he loves the nightlife scene. He, he's very passionate about his singing. So there's a song. Uh, I think he, she loves the nightlife. I'm going to yeah. look it up. Keep talking. Yeah. Um, so, you know, and also Florida doesn't have state income tax. So that is a huge break for him as well. All of these contributing factors, why I never felt like, Depot to the Knicks made any sense, especially based on the fact. 
This is important. Yes. Uh, wait. Um, oh, no, it's an advertisement. I'll save it. Okay, keep, keep okay. going. So with Oladipo now out of the fold, there really aren't any... Was he ever in the fold? <laughs> I don't know. If well, be- that's the thing. That's the thing. So, but this is where it sets up some really interesting storylines for this summer. Um, the, <gasps> the Raptors, Raptors keeping Lowry. are keeping Kyle Lowry. So right on cue. Here's the thing with Lowry. They could figure out some sort of sign and trade, but if they don't, who's necessarily going to have the space to give him what he wants? Because again, if he wants to sign and trade, it's got to be three years. Philly, it's going to be kind of tough for them to do that because the salary that they would have going out, it's, I mean, they could potentially do George Hill. I'd have to see it, but it's, it's tricky because Danny Green's an expiring deal. So to sign and trade him, he'd also have to sign a three-year deal, which I don't see why Toronto would want that. I'm, um, the, I'm the shocked Lakers, that they're keeping Lowry. Yeah, the Lakers are going to be a harder destination, especially if you've got Schroeder hitting free agency, which you do, and Harrell likely opting out. That's going to make things tough. Then you've got a team like the Knicks who have a lot of cap space. And the idea is like, okay, well, are they going to sign Lowry? Well, why would he necessarily go to New York? We're talking about teams that have a legitimate chance at doing something. It doesn't make sense that he would go there, but, but how are those teams going to afford him for the salary that he would command? Unless something happens where the Knicks sign him and then it's like a year long contract or something of that sort. And then they agree, like we will trade you and then try to get assets that way. But that is very risky for a 35 year old who again, like, Hey guys, quick interruption for those of you that weren't watching live during the stream today. We had some technical difficulties and had to split the stream into two. So after this word from our sponsors, you will get the back 40 minutes of the conversation with Jeremy and John reacting to what the Knicks did or didn't do during the trade deadline. Stay tuned. All right, we're back. Sorry for the technical difficulties. I think clearly there were so many Knicks fans on the internet, um, yelling and screaming about the fact that they did not do anything that uh, we broke it. We broke it. We successfully broke the internet today. Congratulations, Jeremy. It's a good day. I mean, it's a, it's a great day. I don't, I don't know if it is, but uh, well, can we actually just say our, our shirts worked? Yeah, they did. Frank, Frank, the fact that Frank is going to make it, he, even if they don't resign him, the fact that he's going to make it to the end of his rookie contract is kind of hysterical. Yeah. I just that, hope he breaks the Charlie Ward curse. Curse. Oh that man! Ideal. Now that's um, I buried the lead before when I was talking. Yeah. I mentioned Lowry. I mentioned all these people. The real story of the offseason is what is Frank Nilakina's extension going to be? Yeah. Well, so <clears throat> we were talking about players to target in free agency, right? For twenty twenty one. So again, I mean, we're probably going to see uh, maybe a small salary dump here or there, and I'm talking about like Ed Davis type because. There are a few teams that I'm sure would love to get in on those types of deals, and it's going to be competitive. The Thunder have competition with the Knicks. The Knicks have competition with the Spurs. It's not going to be the easiest of of opportunities. So with a limited market, how do you go about that? How do you get something? And the idea here is if the Knicks were as interested in Lonzo Ball as we speculate they are or were, then I'm sure they're saying like, well, if we offer $20 million, are the Pelicans really going to say, let's do it? Are they going to say, no, we're good? I, because at, at this point, cap space is at your disposal. But if, if there were a deal where the Knicks were to do this, 
for I think Lonzo. I would, for Lonzo. Okay. Where they're offering him a big sh- offer sheet. I think I would feel more comfortable at the prospect of it if it's in declining scale. If it descends, that that I'd be like, okay, well, you've got a ton of cap space this year, so you might as well use it. That's fine. Take up a bigger chunk with Lonzo's salary. And then as the years go on, it goes down. Your other expenses go up, and that creates a little bit more space. But Can can I just – I want to jump in here real quick. Since the the Timmy offer sheet, has there been – in offer a situation in the NBA where a team made a big offer, put out a big offer sheet to a guy, and basically with the design of like we're going to offer so much money that the team is going to balk, um, balk, balk, um, and and not and not match. Or have we seen more situations where like there's been a sign and trade? Because I feel like I don't think that's happened since then. Not for the Knicks, at least. I don't think it's, I'm going to look at, I'm going to quickly look, but I don't feel like, cause I feel like the way things go Wait, now, you mean just in terms of restricted free agency in general, I'm talking about when a guy's a restricted free agent and like, there's a team that wants him. I feel like if, if there's situations where the person has switched teams as a restricted free agent, it's something where it gets worked out between all three parties, between the player and the yeah. two teams where there's Donovich. What? Bogdanovich is the most exactly like Bogdanovich precisely something like that. I feel like that's the way things go in the NBA now. Um, and that if, if, if Lonzo is going to be a Nick next year, it's not going to be a situation where the Knicks are sitting around trying to figure out, Ooh, what do we have to offer? Do we have to offer 18 million? Do we have to offer 20 million? Do we have to go for 22 million? Do we have to order 20, whatever it's going to be like, all right, Lonzo, do you want to come here? Yes. Okay, great. Um, let's agree on a number. And then take that number back to New Orleans and be like, all right, here's the number we agreed on. What's the what do you need for us to for for to let him go for that number? And and to me, that's a better situation than um, you know, paying Lonzo Ball $22 million a year, for instance. I would rather pay him $16 million a year and give up. Kevin Knox and and uh, right the, some the, sort of the, sign and trade the thirty second pick in the in the draft yeah or yeah. even you know if you're able to load up on like if you can designate your fifty million have it be towards some of Lonzo some of accumulating other assets in some way and then also trying to find you know some sort of like quality like maybe it is a Fournier type you know it, it wouldn't be but just for for a moment humor me yeah. that that mindset of how you can build a team that way. That's how you build a better team. But you know, what is really the ceiling of that team? Maybe next year it would be around the same place that the Knicks are in right now, maybe a little bit better, Um, but other teams are going to get better too. So it just doesn't move the needle, but it doesn't necessarily have to. There are a lot of opportunities here. I just don't know if they're really viable for the Knicks. It's going to be really fascinating to see. I mean, let's put Lonzo aside because that listen, they're gonna be there's gonna be talk about Lonzo um from now until the summer, and that's he's obviously gonna be a name to watch. I think Oladipo, we could put he's that's done. That kind of, like the fact that um they could have had him for nothing and didn't want him, I think speaks very you know what? Let's um look, I am Mr. Nick apologist. I am always looking admittedly for any angle where I could be like, I believe that this front office knows what they're doing. Here's my angle. The fact that they could have gotten Victor Oladipo for fucking nothing 
and chose not to shows me that this front office has a clue because in years past, you, you want to say, you know, there were, if there was a guy that came available, it was a two-time all-stars, 28 years old. The, the people running this team would have been like, Ooh, give me that. Let me, uh, what, what can I, what can I give you to get that? Now the people running this team, theoretically, it would seem have, you know, watched Victor Oladipo play basketball in the last two months um, and have seen that he's not good. Um, and that, it, you know, it's just, it's, it's not a good situation. So kudos to them for that. Um, we got the details on the Dallas deal for JJ Redick and Nico Melli, Nicolo Melli. Um, they sending James Johnson, Wesserundu, shout out to Wesserundu. I, I always like Wesserundu. And a second round pick. Just giving away those picks to acquire JJ Redick and uh, Nicolo Melli. Um, okay. Interesting. So the looks like the Pelicans are kind of tanking because um, Melly played minutes for them. I think he was not a lot of minutes, but he was, you know, a piece. That's interesting. And Dallas is loading up. I hope it doesn't improve their draft pick too much. Um, but at the, at the very least, maybe I won't look like such an idiot for saying before the season that I would sign for the 21st pick in the draft. Um, I don't know. We'll see what happens. Uh, okay. Other than ball. Other than ball. I feel like the next place that people's attention is going to gravitate will be to Bradley Beal because Bradley Beal, correct me if I'm wrong, Jeremy can sign the supermax this summer. Uh, he should be able to. Yes. Yeah. I think well, he could sign. Yes. Um, I mean, no matter what he's going to be eligible. He could have signed it last summer and it didn't. Right. Uh, yes. He's going to be eligible at, at worst for the 35% max after next season which would be he'd be a 10-year veteran so after 2022 he could sign for you know 35 percent of whatever that is i think it's starting at least around 40 million dollars but interestingly enough he's being paid 37 next year he's got a trade kicker as well but yeah i'm sure that especially with zach levine's name pretty much crossed off the board i don't know about that I don't know, but I don't know that I want Zach Levine. If Zach Levine makes an all NBA appearance, and I know that's tricky. I I wouldn't say it's, it's likely to happen, but if he does, he's actually eligible for a super max. And if he has a super max, that's hard to turn down. So let me just, speaking of super. Yes. And a nice super chat. Yes. I'm about to read that. Uh, Michael Aaron. So what do you guys think happens now with the, with uh, Alfred and our point guard rotation for the rest of the season? Um, Justin Wright, pretty disappointed. Tibbs deserved a player to make a push for the playoffs. He's proven the concept. Give him players. Look, I think if, let me just address the second one first. I think if Tibbs pushed, get like if Tibbs really wanted Victor Oladipo looking at what was given up for him again, nothing. It was nothing. Avery Bradley and Kelly Olenek. Um, I think he could have gotten Victor Oladipo. Could who else could he have gotten? I don't know. But like Tibbs is a, a prominent voice in that room, and I, I think that has been reported. Um, I've, you know, it's a collaborative effort, the whole thing. But I, I, I don't know. I kind of think that Tibbs is maybe a little bit more okay with the situation than we believe especially since the types of guys that were available again, Evan Fournier, I don't know if that's a Tibbs guy. Like I think, you know, Tibbs would rather maybe have, you know, for his detriment or otherwise, uh, Reggie Bullock out there on the floor. As far as Michael Aaron's comment, 
Um, what do you think happens with the point guard rotation? I'd be my two cents. I hope I'm wrong. I think Peyton is still going to be the starter, and I think Rose is going to back him up when he's when he's healthy. That's my that's my guess. I hope I'm wrong. Yeah, I hope so too. But I think that's. <laughs> Seems we like all hope that I'm wrong. That's fantastic. Uh, someone made a great point. Zach Harper. He said Avery Bradley and Kelly Olynyk instead of Karis Levert and Jarrett Allen. My God. That's Wait, true. say that again. I missed that. I was reading well, a the Rockets, report from Ian. The Rockets instead of getting Karis Levert and Jarrett Allen are getting Avery Bradley and Kelly Olynyk. Yeah, they they and listen, we talked about that at the time. They bumble fucked that situation yeah. ten ways from Sunday. Ian Bagley, sources familiar with the New York Knicks Alonzo Ball trade talks expect the Knicks to have renewed interest in acquiring ball after the season. Of course. Yeah. Um, I'm going to, yeah. Um, what are your, so your thoughts are the point guard rotation stays the same. And um, what was the other thing? Oh, do you think the Knicks did, did Tibbs dirty by not getting him a player? No. Cause they also got him Derek Rose. Yeah, that's true. Just, they did get it's him. It's unfortunate Rose. that Rose has you know been battling COVID and hopefully he returns soon, but it's not like the Knicks just sat on their hands completely. There was a, a good move. I think now that we are past the deadline and we can evaluate everything as a whole, I think that there has been some mismanagement, but I wouldn't say that trading for Derrick Rose is that. I think that that was still a smart and prudent move. It was one I was at first very much against, especially when you consider like what I thought he would cost, but he didn't cost that much. And when I found out he didn't cost that much, I was more on board with it. Um, so, you know, I think that, they gave him something, and hopefully that's something that the Knicks, the Knicks can work with. But you know, I, I also have to wonder if the front office has some doubts about the remainder of the season as is. I think they feel confident that this is a... What do you mean by doubts? And doubts in the sense of, you know, Chicago's upgrading, the Heat are upgrading, teams around them, the Hawks, I, I guess you could say they upgraded. I don't even... Does what Chicago did today really matter to them? I think they're looking at like, look, the East. There's the top four, right? And there was no. Let's just say this: there's a floor, and they're not going to go below that floor. And and I think the Knicks are totally fine with that because you know, ideally, you try to get in the the four, five, six. That's probably not going to happen. Then there's the seventh and eighth seeds. If you get in there, you if you lose, okay, you play the winner of the nine ten. If you get in the nine ten, you lose, you're done. I'm sure the Knicks would love to be in that 7-8 position, but I think that they are realistic in that, okay, anything goes in that type of environment. So yeah, are they- we really going to give up assets, especially if they're long-term assets that we feel comfortable we can get in a free agency, or if they are just like things that just won't benefit us to such a degree that it raises our floor that, you know, that much, then they're probably like, let's just roll with what we have. And again, I just, I'm not mad. I'm just, I just wish that, they had turned it into something more and there's still time. Yes. But it's really compressed because with this team, right? Like I very much wanted to have more assets, you know, right now than the Knicks had a couple hours ago. And yeah, we wanted to have up, one, right? It's this, we, it's that Sixers pick and that's kind a, of meaningless. It's a shitty pick. Right. So it's like, okay, well, are you able to then do what the Hawks did with the Nets? when they took on Alan Crabb and some sort of first round pick compensation, like that would be ideal if we're talking about someone like Bledsoe, because that was the conversation being had yesterday. That's what fans online were discussing. And that's, and to me, if, if there's a, if there is an opportunity cost that was missed today, it was Bledsoe. But again, you're not just talking about Eric Bledsoe for next year, which in and of itself 
is a lot of money for a guy that like man he's he's been bad he's not yeah. been good this season and i i've i've come on this this podcast and i have said like hey he was really good in milwaukee maybe he's like actually undervalued now no i think i was wrong about that he's not good he's he's hasn't been bad like there was an opportunity for him to thrive in new orleans he did not take it he's getting older he's getting more expensive and on top of next season's cost there is a $4 million guarantee for the following season, which is like, that's not nothing. Um, no. You know, and I, I just want to, but you can, you can stretch yeah. it, which is great. You can stretch it. You can, but again, is that's the habit. You don't want uh, good franchises. Don't get into the habit of doing shit like that. Right. Um, and I just want to say um, just a quick note on the Ian Begley Lonzo ball report. Um, Mark Berman has reported over the last several days that Lonzo ball would have interest in signing with the Knicks long-term. Um, Ian confirms that um, Ball would have interest in, in joining the Knicks. Um, interesting. The Houston Rockets and John Wall are not discussing a buyout league. I'm surprised that was even on the table to He's be considered. Is it signed for for two more years? Yeah, it's bad. <laughs> it's a bad contract. You're kidding me. Um, oof, goodness. Okay. I'm, thanks for putting that out. I mean, look, it's whatever. It is. It is. Um, so um, sorry. I have so many scattered thoughts here. Oh, Beal. So you 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 brought right. up okay. Fine. Let's cross off Lex Zach Levine, and I'm not terribly heartbroken about that. I think I think eyes will start turning to Beal um, this summer because he's the next most obvious name that is going to be on the trade market. I still don't know why they didn't discuss him in a trade this off this this trade deadline, but you know we'll see. Um, other than him, and and Lonzo. Like there are guys, there's Norm Powell, there's Kelly Oubre Jr., who I think is like vaguely interesting. Um, there are, I'm trying to think if there's anything else, if there's anybody else that's like really getting your your blood flow up. I mean, again, I think we can fully cross Gary Trent Jr. off the list. Yeah, I he's, personally he's had him crossed off anyway, but this is, this seals the deal. Toronto can afford oh, to uh, keep him. Spencer Dinwiddie, which everybody in the chat is going to kill me for because we all hate Spencer Dinwiddie and I hate Spencer Dinwiddie too, but I still think Spencer Dinwiddie is a pretty good basketball player. Um, you know, but again, that's something else the Knicks didn't do. They didn't trade for Spencer Dinwiddie. But again, as we've been talking about, that's partially because his bird rights mean nothing to them or yeah. almost nothing to them. Right. Uh, um, so there's just, you know, there's, there's not that much out there. I would not be surprised if we started hearing, given, given the situation now, if we did not start hearing a lot of reports about like, the Knicks are going to figure out a way to get Lonzo. Right. Um, and if they do, that, that is why I so wish that they could have used this opportunity to create assets. Oh, so Conley. Gonna... Conley. Thank you, Carlos Matos. Mike yes. Conley. Yeah. I don't think Conley's going anywhere. I don't think Conley's going anywhere either, but it, and he I love deserves him, to be mentioned, as, as, yeah. as does Kyle Lowry, by the way, deserves to be mentioned. But now here is a thought. If, because the Jazz are going to be in the luxury tax this year, and then they're going to get hit with the repeater next year. Do the Jazz, we know their relationship with the Knicks front office. They made two trades this past offseason. Do they unload any salary onto the Knicks that the Knicks have? Like, Who's this? If, for the Jazz. Oh, the Jazz. Okay. Like, is Derek Favors? Is he someone that the Jazz say, well, we just drafted someone at the five in uh, Udoka Azubuke. We could just trade. We could deal Favors and that kind of lessens our luxury taxes in that way. Or they could just say, no, we got Ryan Smith. He's a billionaire. We're totally fine with keeping it. I don't know. But that I, sort of thinking. Um, because I think really the, and this is what a lot of people are going to probably gravitate towards. And if 
they're not and I'm inspiring it, then I apologize, but I'm going to quickly shoot it down. This idea of like the man who will not be named and trading for Beal. And then it's like, oh, look at what we have. And it's just not going to happen. Wait, we have big news. Sources say, this is from Mark Murphy, uh-huh. backup big man, Luke Cornett is coming from Chicago as part of a three-team deal to the Celtics. Luke Cornett moves on that again. It's crushing. That That's devastating. I don't know that I'm going to be able to deal with seeing the unicornette in a Boston uniform. Yeah. Not happy. For, not, not happy about this. Yeah. Um, anyway. Um, yeah. I mean, look, we'll, 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 have, we'll have time to speculate about that. I think it's, I'll say this. They put themselves in a, in a, in a, a tougher, I think they put them like the, um, a little bit of goodwill was drained today between Nick fans and this regime because the Knicks didn't have a active free agency. Some people were upset about that. Most people were like us. And for the most part, we're like, okay, nothing stupid is the right thing to do right now. Now it's the trade deadline. And again, nothing stupid, but a little bit more, a little bit more consternation. Um, and now it's entering. Now it's entering another free agency period where if they do nothing again, you know, it's going to be like, okay, guys, what you know, what's going on here? Which I, I, it's interesting. It's interesting. This is not what I would have expected from Leon Rose, but at the same time, I can't say I'm terribly disappointed that an a year and a almost no a year and change into his regime the thing that we're sitting here talking about is stuff that he didn't do. Like of all the problems that we could have had, just picture this uh, 13 months ago when he got the job or whatever, 14 months ago, somebody told you the Knicks are going to enter next season with the worst on worst over under in the NBA. And you're going to be sitting at the trade deadline with a 500 record an all-star RJ Barrett, making the leap probable favored for coach of the year. And the team does nothing stupid. How are you going to feel? All of us would have looked at each other and be like, holy shit, we're, we, let's, we're, we're, you know, let's throw, let's throw the party. And we're sitting around here and being like, man, wish they should have done something. But so I guess we should maybe have a little bit more perspective. Yeah, maybe I, I agree. <laughs> or maybe but, we should just be mad. Right. Well, but I, I agree I with what know. you're saying in terms of the uh, slow trickle of doubt, because I'm still very confident in the direction because we could be sitting here also saying like, well, I can't believe it traded all of this for, you know, X player, Y player. Um, but I don't, I don't know if that's necessarily the biggest compliment, just based on the fact that still at the end of the day would have liked to see more movement. And it really was just getting Austin rivers and Braz Dacus out. So I, I guess it's, again, it's just, it's disappointment. It's not anger, um, yeah. but I, but no, I know I can sleep well at night knowing that there are still options. There are still ways around this. Yeah. It's just, I'm very curious about how they're going to, get more assets, how they're going to go about getting, bringing more talent in and growing it from the base up. Cause I really don't know. I, I would be just well, I'm very surprised. Cause again, I, I, I was expecting something, not even like Alonzo, right. I was just expecting something in the middle of what we got and what we were talking about. And it just didn't come to fruition. Yeah, but let's say, so somebody asked about Terrence Ferguson in the chat. I'm going to look, I'm going to give you his stats in a second. Um, Tim Kim said, thank God we kept our picks. Kispert time, um, an actual NBA ready player. Yeah, they didn't trade a first round pick, which again, 
Yeah, I think you have to be happy about because I didn't think there was anybody on the market today worth trading a, a first round pick for. Um, and I, I think I, I'm not sure if I said it before. Nothing they could have done today, including traded for Nikola Vucevic, would have made a difference in them like materially altering altering their their chances of doing anything big this season. Um, do do do. Uh, Yes, that was what I was going to say before I read Terrence Ferguson's stats. Tibbs says it himself. There are four avenues to improve as a team. There's free agency, there's trades, there's the draft, and then there's internal development. And I think two of those things are very, very much on the table. The draft, obviously, they have these three picks coming up. And internal development is the other thing that I don't think we talk about enough you look at the leap that RJ has made from year one to year two. You look at the leap that Emmanuel quickly is going to be making from year one to year two. You look at possible additional development from Obi top and Mitchell Robinson, Kevin Knox, dare I say he's still here somehow. Um, so, you know, all that's on the table. Um, very quickly on Terrence Ferguson, Terrence Ferguson, it would appear topped out as an NBA player in 2018, 19 um, with the Oklahoma city uh, thunder which was, was that Russell Westbrook's? He was still there then. He started, started 74 games, played 26 minutes a game, averaged seven points, not much else, uh, was a 36% shooter from three on uh, four attempts a game. So, you know, not nothing. Uh, then 2019-20, started 38 games. Again, not nothing. Uh, 22 minutes a game, four points a game. So, and his, his three point shooting went down. His overall shooting went way down, uh, 466 effective field goal percentage. And then this year, he's been like not a player in uh, in Philadelphia. He's only appeared in 13 minutes or 13 games worth of garbage time. So, I, I don't know. I'd, I'd be a little surprised. Um, to me, the question is when the Knicks sign a big man because I think they're going to sign a big man. It's who gets waived. Is it Poirier or is it Ferguson? And I think one of those guys is going, I don't know who, I don't know that I really care. I have to think if it's, if they're signing a big man, that Poirier is on the chopping block. Um, yeah. Um, but they carry five big men. No, no, no. I think, I think you're right. Poirier would probably be, um, the guy to go. Um, I'm sorry. There's a new Yahoo report on Andre Drummond, but it doesn't, doesn't say anything of note. Um, all right. Anything? We got a couple minutes left. I guess we'll, we'll take some questions from the chat, but anything else we didn't discuss that we wanted to touch on before we get out of here? I mean, at the risk of sounding like a hater, because I know we did touch upon him a little bit, but again, with, I think uh, a lot of fans Aldridge are probably, probably going to go to the heat, by the way. Yeah. No surprise. Um, I'm sure a lot of fans are also upset at the idea of Alfred Payton remaining. Oh Michael my God. Stewart. We haven't talked about his, fucking ask once so right um and look i i just i have to be honest because when i see the conversations online and it's varied obviously people are open to their opinions but it just it strikes me in so many ways as stockholm syndrome this idea of of having to love alfred payton or not even love him but just accepting that he's here i think people do accept that alfred payton is here it's the problem that he's not setting his teammates up for success and these kind of lazy storylines of like, well, he plays good defense or he gets to the rim. And, and it's like, well, when he tries to play defense, he plays defense. That doesn't happen that often. When he yeah. gets to the rim, what does he do at the rim? He he's misses frequently. He doesn't pass when he drives. He doesn't drive and kick. He's not good. He's, he's just bad. not. And it's okay to say that. But I know that there are going to be people who are you know, saying like, well, he's here. Just get over it. 
again, he is in so many ways what is stopping this team from being what we saw against Philadelphia or Brooklyn or Philadelphia again. Yeah. He is a hindrance here. He's not like, and that's another he's, thing. The idea of like, if he's not getting, if he wasn't moved, then think about why he wasn't moved because he's not worth anything. Like the Clippers could have easily traded for him, but they didn't. They went for Rajon Rondo instead. There's just not this, there's not this overwhelming urge to sign him because he's not a good player. And that's why it's disappointing. And I get it. There aren't that many other options because Derek Rose oh, is like it COVID, is, Jeremy. And then you have quickly, who's not, you know, like as veteran ready or, you know, re- win now. But again, it's just, I just, I just wanted to put it out there because it, it, Look, it, I, it does physically bother me. None the of idea us, that we have to, you know, say like, well, he's here. So whatever, you don't have to accept that. None of us, none of us want to see Alfred Payton play basketball anymore. I don't, I don't enjoy watching Alfred Payton play basketball. It's annoying. Um, I wish they were able to move on from him. They didn't. I'm not going to, again, I'm not going to lose sleep over it, but I'll tell you this. I would be really, I hope, I hope Tibbs and, and I, I did initially suspect that Peyton would not be the starting point guard by this point in the season. He still is. I really hope Tibbs makes a change and starts Rose because Rose should start. Alfred Peyton should not start anymore. Rose should start and Peyton should be a backup. Um, That's my, that's my two cents. Um, A a bunch of people are asking about Otto Porter in the buyout market. Um, I, like uh, my newborn is, is uh, expressing her feelings on Otto Porter. And I can't say I blame her. Um, Otto Porter. Like I, he's not like, I know he's a guy that signed a $100 million contract. Um, not, you know, what was it? Three and a half years ago. He's not, I don't think he's that. He's not like a difference maker. Um, he is a 40% shooter from three this year. Um, he's averaging 10 points a game. He's fine. He's fine. He started six games. He plays 20 minutes a game. He's fine. Um, I don't really, I don't know. I don't, it's not, it's not a, a, someone that I'm terribly excited about you. Let me throw it at, from this perspective. If you're Otto Porter, what is the rush to sign with the Knicks? Especially if you're bought out yeah, and the money true. is, is, you know, if, if it's just about the Knicks paying, for deferrals for what Orlando has, it's like yeah. It and guess what? He's probably taking Frank's rotation spot. If if right, so no, I just he, he makes a lot more sense on a contender. I don't know what contender that would be, but he just doesn't fit here, and that's fine. Yeah. Um. All right. So let's. We have a, a little under ten minutes left. Um. Yeah. Jonas Platt is saying he'd, he'd rather Bullock and Burks. Like that's that's kind of how I'm going to emerge from today. If I'm, if I'm being glass half full, which I'm going to try to be glass half full. Um, I think, wow. My, my, my daughter is really not happy that the Knicks did not do anything. I don't even think I've heard her make that noise before. She's like a little baby bird that hasn't eaten. Um, I we're feeding our child. Don't worry. Um, but the, the thing that I'm going to emerge from this today with the glass half full approach is that, I do think that there was something because I think if the Knicks wanted to get in on some move today and upend their roster in a significant way, they could have done that. And I think the reports that we've heard, and I've heard the same thing, that the the team chemistry is really good and they were a little bit leery of upsetting that team chemistry. Um, I think those are real. I think that's a legitimate thing. 
And I, if I'm, if I'm going to talk myself into the fact that they did nothing, the first thing that I'm going to say um, is that, okay, what's not broke. Don't fix it. Granted, 22 and 22 is doesn't count as not broke in like a lot of NBA cities for here. It counts as not broke. So I don't know. That's my, that's the best I could do. Um, but I think it's worth mentioning. So, yeah. Yeah. Jeremy. I think that covers it as well. If there weren't clear upgrades, I do understand, but yeah, I don't see too much action between now and, Again, the season, unless it is that you know, getting that big man, cutting Poirier, and I just I don't want Andre here. Drummond. No, me neither. I want no. I want no part of Andre Drummond. I don't know if that's completely rational. I don't know if that's a stupid take. I don't know, and I just I don't want Andre Drummond. I don't need to see Andre Drummond waste two, three, four possessions a game on post-ups or whatever yep. else. I don't need to see Andre Drummond taking minutes from Mitchell Robinson. I'd rather see Nerland Zoel. I like Nerland Zoel better than Andre Drummond. Is, is Nerland Zoel a better player than Andre Drummond? No, but like, Are man, we, I just... I don't I, I don't know if we're entirely sure about that. And I, don't I understand know that people sure might, might say like, well, look... Look at the rebounds, and I just want to say that Chris Herring, I didn't get to read the whole article. Great piece. Yeah, I read I, I wrote, read most of it. It's a yeah. good article. Yeah. Basically just talking about how important are rebounds because, you know, I mean, when you think of rebounds, and I, the first thing that typically comes to my mind is Pat Riley. No yeah, rebounds, no, rebounds, no rings. No ring. Well, but, you have to rebound as a team. Right. You know, and but but rebounding as a team is different now, and this is what the, the Herring article was about, is different now than it was before the, the three-point revolution. Mm-hmm. And now it's it's more about, like, you just box out your position. It's like the days of one guy being able to dominate the glass, it's like those days are done. So, right. you know, yeah. Um, anything else? I don't um, – a few people are asking about, like, we need a backup for – like, look – if you want to back up four, like play Kevin Knox over Obi Toppin. Like I think if they're going to give minutes to somebody other than Obi, they're going to give it to the guy who has a year left on his rookie contract, who has proven this season that he could hit corner threes and like not be a complete disaster on the defensive end. Um, that would be my answer to that. A few people mentioned before uh, Teague's going to get bought out because I think he was involved in a trade to the Magic. I mean, unless you're telling me you're going to buy out. Um, Oh, for Peyton, I, I don't really have an interest in in signing Jeff Teague. He hasn't been good this year either. Um, the grass is always greener. The grass always. is always greener. Yeah, Teague has been trash. Yeah, just go go look up Jeff Teague stats if you don't if you don't believe us. Um, other than that, I, I don't, uh, Andrew, do you want to chime in before we get out of here? Is that is that going to screw up our live stream, or can are you allowed to talk? Oh, wait, we, we can't. We can't. They can't hear you. Oh well. He, he no. Apparently not. Oh, well, we tried. Sorry. Sorry. How about so now? To, 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 to translate, translate with what Jeremy Andrew was saying. What I was saying, just in case there's an echo. Yeah. yeah. So, so basically, basically he, he loves Alfred Payton and <laughs> Andre Drummond. Uh, he, he really wants, wants to spend, spend more time, time with them on the court, court together. together. Can you guys uh, hear me now? And Jeremy's just translating. It's fine. It's okay. But take take my word for it. Uh, he, he loves them. He said that this year is basically like playing with house money. So he's fine with the idea of not, you know, going too far in on what's going on. Granted, of course, that Alfred gets to play more minutes. But other than that, um, 
a couple i just want to say one thing for my own saying we can hear him okay okay well it's too late um so nick friedel is uh just sent out a tweet which barbie bobby marks retweeted that's why i'm seeing it um because i wrote today about kelly Oubre jr who was not in the news at all today um and is going to stay with the warriors and um you know they're going to have a luxury tax bill it's going to be tens of millions of dollars um, so he says the Ubre acquisition has always been interesting given the luxury tax ramifications involved. If the Warriors end up resigning him this summer, that tax bill is going to be astronomical. Um, the tax penalties will double next year because of the repeater tax. I'm shocked that we didn't hear anything about Kelly Ubre Jr. Um, getting getting moved to somebody. It doesn't have to be the Knicks, but just to anyone. Um, I mean, I know they moved on from Brad Wanamaker. That's a little bit of money, but like that tax bill is still going to be. Uh, whatever, whatever it's going to be. There's they dealt Chris as well. What's that? They dealt Marquise Chris. So they made a couple of moves, but just like, again, the fact that the Warriors are still invested in making the playoffs this year. And even though they're whatever in ninth or 10th place right now is, is, is interesting to me. Yeah. I, um, I don't want, here's what I, here's what I don't want. I don't want Andre Drummond. <laughs> I will now, I have now set my sights on please don't sign Andre Drummond. Um, I'm disappointed, but I'm not upset. Does that make sense? Can I be, can I toe that line? Can I have my cake and eat it too? Being disappointed, but not upset. That is the yeah. most fair weather bullshit take of all time. And I should be fired for my own podcast for having it. Um, But that's what I'm going to say. I'm disappointed, but I'm not upset. Yeah. There are two schools of thought and this really doesn't harm anything, but man, it really would have been nice. It really would have been nice if they had done more. Oh, wait, hold on. Can I just read this real quick? Ramona Shelburne replied to that. Uh, the Warriors had several strong offers for Ubre, but said no. They value him. They still want to make the playoffs and keep optionality for next year. Okay. Uh, sorry for the technical difficulties. Um, Andrew's holding up a sign, and I'm just reading it blindly, not like being like, sorry for the... No. Um, we apologize for the technical difficulties today. Um, this is uh, the first time we tried to do something like this. All in all, I would say it did very, it did pretty well. And I just want to shout out our producer, Andrew Claudio, who did yeoman's work getting this set up. It was delayed because, again, um, I live in a crazy house right now where people are shuffling around trying to get baby carriers. Um, but we appreciate everybody who came in and contributed um, with their comments. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for donating to all the people who donated to the Super Chat. We appreciate you. We love you so much. Um, and anything else? Uh, give a th- give a thumbs up. We, is that a thing that they could do? Yeah, give a thumbs up. Sure. And um, yeah, I th- wait. Andrew's still writing something that he wants me to say. He's taking a sweet time here. Jeremy, anything you want to say before we go? Um, yeah, I want to echo what you said. Andrew did a really awesome job today. Really appreciate it. We would not have been able to do this without him. So thank you very much, Andrew. And what is he saying? Uh, five-star rating. Oh yes. This is a podcast too. You may be listening to this (laughs) in podcast form. Really bad. We're batting a thousand like the Knicks. Um, get, leave a five-star rating. If you're listening to this on your, on your podcast feed, I think that's it. Andrew, is that it? I think he's still writing. Yeah. Oh, he's, he just has so much more. This is like the Knicks today. We're waiting for something meaningful and it's just bullshit. Andrew's just giving us bullshit. It's nothing significant. It's just one, one bullshit thing after another. Vincent Portier. This is the Vincent Portier of producer comments here. That's what's going on right now. Uh, Caught Alfred Payton. Yeah. Okay. It's great. <laughs>
Um, actually, I, hold on. Last thing. I want to say one more thing. We didn't mention this guy's name at all. Terrence Ross. Jason M. commented, Terrence Ross did not uh, get moved. I'm that's a surprise. And I'll be because they the clearly the magic cleaning house, they traded everybody. Um, I'm going to be curious to hear or read any reports that come out in the next several days about if the magic entertained offers for Terrence Ross. Um, and uh, yeah, in any case, but that would have been not good because probably would have been Frank going out in the deal and love live long live Frank and Lakina. So. All right, let's get out of here. Uh, Andrew, thank you. Jeremy, thank you. Everybody listening, thank you. Everybody who watched, thank you. Thank you for being part of yet another Knicks trade deadline and yet another episode of the Knicks Film School Podcast. We will see you with another episode before you know it. It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m., and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com